turn your porn hub off? Jeremy, that was live, oh, sir. <laughs> Still have two seconds. One and live. This Uh-oh, we, we already had a, a, a malfunction. Uh, Ranger Rick's mic went down. Someone's already going down on the casting couch. Hey, Kevin, that's not very professional. Welcome, everyone, to the 21 Gun Podcast. I'm your host. I'm your cowboy hat-wearing host, because I am a wicked cool cowboy from up in the Boston area. It was, uh, oh, it was brought up, I was brought up like, uh, I don't know, like two or three miles away from Fenway Park. I know what I'm talking about. We all wear cowboy hats. We carry cowboy guns up there. <laughs> Ah, thank you, Jeremy. That was actually pretty good. Uh, this is the official podcast of your favorite Silky's wearing Irreverent Warriors, the Irreverent Warriors. I'm your host, as always, Kevin Sullivan. We have a packed studio tonight. Lots of people here and lots of people out there in the viewership world. So for that, I thank you from down deep inside my heart. Uh, across the room, we have Jeremy Boom Boom Walton, tiddly tattly clickety clackety on the on the computers and the interwebs over there uh i don't think i told rick this but this couch is actually nicknamed the ndsm couch of military honor the national defense service medal earned <laughs> never, given, never given and it's always you know it's just something kind, to have someone do you know what i'm gonna make that a rule if you don't have one you can't sit on the couch unless you're a civilian unless you're a civilian because i mean come on it's only for heroes <laughs> Dang, Frank takes a big old swig. He's like, I want, Shit. Do you think? Do you think it would be awkward, or do you think people would get the joke if I had like an NDSM T-shirt? <laughs> it was like earned, and it had the the. You don't think that that'll would be, be a new Twenty One Gun shirt? You Holy know what? Shit, you are well. I don't know. This that is, might be copywritten. I don't know if you can just put NDSM. Metals. I don't know. Oh yeah, you could do that. I don't know if you can put medals and stuff. In fact, I tried to make a shirt with the pizza box. It was going to be Pizza Box Warrior or something like that, and they, okay, they pulled it. If they you pulled di- it. if you distort it and kind of change the logo a little bit, you can do that. Do you know what happened? It wasn't the Pizza Box. It was I had uh, Marine Corps marksman, uh, and then same thing like earned, never oh, given, and, and it was the Marine right. Corps. That's that, where they got that me. You can't. Do yeah, so we might be okay with that. Anyways, I don't know if I said we have philosophical Frank uh, picking up the third mic, and we have no, our no. in guest. Studio, none other than Ranger Rick. What uh, up? There we go. Yeah, uh, nice. We so um, we're trying to figure out how. So we usually don't have the the guest in the studio, and they're usually like in the green room, just laughing and being like, <laughs> "What the hell's going on? What did I get myself into?" But what I'm going to do, we're going to do an interview. We're going to find out like who you are and all that stuff, kind of towards the end. But as we go through our shit, if you have something to say, by all means, pipe in. Uh, it'll be Fucking like, uh, say it. I want more people. I want this more often. I enjoy this. Uh, I have the AC cranked up cause it can get pretty hot. Get a bunch of dudes he, like us in the room. In Welcome Marissa. Room. Good get to see a, you. Get a bunch. He likes men in the spare room. Anyways, I met Rick. <laughs> he may not remember. Uh, I'll tell you why I met him at an event. We'll just call it an event. I met Rick at an event. Now people are like getting all weird. Like, what kind of event was it? <laughs> we <laughs> know. Were there couches and oil involved? Maybe. Baby However, <laughs> could have been. It was an could event. It was in Fayetteville at the airport last year. There was lots of people uh, with guns around. There were. I even saw snipers and a really cool helicopter. Um, and there were famous politicians in our midst. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. Anyways, um, 
you know, that's all I'll say so we don't get kicked off of Facebook. Anyways, he was decked out in an American flag suit. I'll call it. Uh, I don't know if it was an official suit. It had no Please arms or whatever. That that uh, I do. Yeah, we're going to actually bring that up. Jeremy, do you have that to bring up? Or, or I can do it. I can do it right I, here. I mean, I, so I see this dude walking too. around. Oh, it's not going to let me. Oh, darn. Oh, no, it should. No, really? All right. Wait, can you not share pictures? Because that would be very... Yeah, you can't share pictures. Oh, do you want... You can just share your screen, right? Yeah, sure can. So you're going to pull up that picture? Yeah, I'm going to look for it real quick. I'm going to look for it, says the producer of the show. Okay, Anyways. well, you didn't say, hey, bro, let's have that photo ready to go. Yeah, just do a share screen. Just do a share screen, and then I'll... Anyway, so, so I see talking, this... I'll bring it up. I see this dude dressed like this, and I'm like, I need to hang out with that guy. We were with a lot of really cool people. That was a fantastic event. I had Tony. I can't remember his last name. I believe you know Tony. He's an yes. underwater diver. Awesome dude. Yep. Got like 27 kids. A true... Mexican, Mexican Catholic. Mexican Catholic. <laughs> you said it right. <laughs> awesome guy. Also, Nick Cervantes was hanging out with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some other guy I can't remember, but we had a good time and uh, lots of good people, a lot of patriotic people. And it was a good time to, to have that. So uh, no one wanted to pick with me because I was just wearing like a suit or something. But uh, <laughs> next time, next time I go to one of these things, I'm going to deck out, deck myself out, as you'll see if Jeremy can bring out. I sent, it to you, I sent it to you in a, in a um, the message. F- the photo you didn't. Yeah. Here, do you know what? Mm-mm. Watch this, guys. Watch. I'm going to show you how to produce a show. <clears throat> or uh, you could actually give me the I'm going to go share screen. Want. Yeah, I'm scrolling back to October 2020. <laughs> no, this was this. September. Should I do entire yeah, screen? Yeah, there's nothing I'll there. I'll do entire mm. screen. Now I'm going to share my screen, so it's going to get a little wonky. Okay, here we go. This is riveting radio for everyone. Ooh. This is how it goes. Okay, so here's my screen. Imagine you Ooh, see the you see the brazzers. Oh, no. no. <laughs> he said it right. He said brazzers. He didn't say brazzers. You guys, you guys taught me how to do that. All right, so now I'm going to put up Facebook. Is, is this is something up here? Like, are you guys going to see stuff that you shouldn't see? And then it's entirely points or whatever you've been searching. Pull up your history. Uh, all right, <laughs> you know what's funny? Searching. What if I'm pulling up these messages and it's like, oh, this freaking idiot's coming in today, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I'm on his photos, but but you know, I yeah. Can't. Now I'm upset. I don't see the photo. This happens every week. We try to find something. Oh, do you know what? It was. I know it was on this one. Or did I send it to you directly? Oh, maybe all oh, my phone, which is up there, which I can't use. Cur- Here, cur- I'll do it. I'll do it. Watch. We'll do. Guys, I promise we have a good show for you. So the, the, the very few times that we actually have things ready to this go. This picture. The one time he doesn't ask me to do something, Jeremy, it's your fault. Because which dude, it probably is. Dude, what's fault. funny is I'm, I'm scrolling through these messages and it's just all F-bombs. <laughs> oh, I do have one other way to do it. Watch Everybody's this. like, this picture better be epic. Here we go. It's better be the right, best picture ever. Here it is. So you had it. I didn't fucking have it. Do you guys see that? That's Tony. That's Tony and Nick, yeah. uh, left yeah. and right. Which is funny, uh, uh, Rick. Do you remember this part? Oh, yeah. We're at this event. We got uh, Nick. I believe is Mexican. We got Tony. We just said is Mexican. And you're from Belize. And then there's me. And somebody comes running through the audience, and they're like, "Racist!" And it was really <laughs> white people. And I'm like, I'm like, how is that even possible? <laughs> but they have a way. They have a way of doing everything. That. Is possible. All right. How do I stop sharing? Stop. Sharing. I got you. There we go. <laughs> Jeremy, I got to stop doing the uh, producing part of this. Oh, man. If, I mean, I wish I had known I was supposed to bring that up. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, let's get into, we have some hikes coming up. We got some local hikes coming up. Uh, can you bring up number one? Um, we have. Fortunately, I sure can. October 23rd of this week. So if you guys are wondering what these hikes are, what am I talking about? Uh, we are, of course, the official podcast of the Irreverent Warriors. And the Irreverent Warriors do something called Silkies Hikes. Silkies, if you don't know what they are, if you're Air Force like me and you're like, is a silky some sort of silk suit that you wear? No, it's not. And they're not silk pajamas. The Marine Corps actually wears these 
booty shorts. And in the army, uh, you guys call oh, them ranger panties. Because they originated from rangers. That's right. That's right. <laughs> ranger panties. Uh, make sure you remember, you got a deep throat that mic there. Oh, just got uh, weird again. Uh, yeah, CJ Frost says, <laughs> Kevin makes me miss pre-internet days. You're welcome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, CJ nice. Frost, always, always chiming in. Good friend. He actually uh, was Air Force and he didn't have to wear ranger panties but i digress um what were we talking about oh round rock texas oh uh, uh, ranger panties so we wear silky shorts we do a, a hike it's usually 22 kilometers you can carry 22 uh, kilograms uh, of, of weight or whatever to. if you want to you don't have to do that and half the time it's not even 22 kilometers the whole point of it is that we get out as veterans and we support each other and we get people out of isolation and if you haven't been to a hike uh get to one especially if you're a veteran if you're not a veteran get to a hike too because uh we're volunteer. about to show you where you can do this and, and volunteer bring your friends bring your family support veterans it's and, and people say like what is it why why do you guys like to do this i think and we'll get into this a little bit because uh, we're crazy the show today we're crazy but when you are uh, uh in the military when you're deploying and when you're with your unit your squadron whatever uh there's a, a a unit cohesion that you can't duplicate in the civilian world. You can't. Maybe in the fire service, maybe EMS, police. Yes, I'll give those guys. Uh, even in the hospital setting. But for the most part, people don't know that because when you are in a combat zone, you don't watch what you say. Hell no. Nope. <laughs> you get as dark as you can for your humor just to keep your yep. your uh, your your sanity. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And so then you find yourself at a board meeting with, I uh, actually don't go to board meetings, but just imagine you go to a board meeting and it's all civilians and someone says something and you want to drop a joke and you're like, oh, I can't say can't that. Can't do that. People think I'm nope. psychotic. And then yep. you bury that stuff and you're like, you start getting depressed, you miss it, blah, 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 blah. So then you find yourself a Silky's hike, you come out, there's two, three, four hundred veterans, all like-minded, just having a good time, hiking, crying, laughing. If it's Jeremy, carrying him, because um, he complains a lot during the hikes. But anyway, go ahead. Says a guy who doesn't show he up doesn't the hikes at all. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I am, he didn't even ride his bike. Little known fact, <laughs> I am well, I am a introverted extrovert. Uh, people don't believe that, but it's true. Ranger panties originates for people to do physical training, and that's why the Air Force never adopted them. Ah! I won't. I won't deny that. I won't yes. deny that. We used to do. Did I tell this story? We used to do. Uh, they were called wing runs, right? So I assume you were over at Bragg. I was. Is that I was when you there. Uh, I was at Pope. Is that when you were wearing your maxi pad wings? Yes. Yes. With wings. <laughs> with wings. With wings. Uh, with wings. So we are out. I actually wore wings, Jeremy. And I. I. You know. I highly. I'm trying to come up with something to sound funny, but I'm not. <laughs> so we're out. Those low flow days. We're out running. We're out running. Jer- hey, hey! I didn't say it. He said we're it. out running. Uh, we would do these wing runs, and what they would do is they would take the gimpy people and put them in the front, right? The people who had waivers and all that stuff. Because if you try, this is I shoot you know the way the Air Force says it. You put the slow gimpy people in the front, and then you got like you know, I don't know, whatever your wing consists of, 1,200 people, and you're basically walking. It's like inchworming through the base. It's such a waste of time. So we're doing that. We're wearing the Air Force PT gear, which was horrendous. It didn't breathe, like you couldn't, you know how you like have some flexibility in your in your t-shirts? None of that. The pants were made, actually they were made by Skillcraft, the same company that makes pencils. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah. What? So, so these things make, you could be freaking Mr. Olympia. You put these things on, you look like a dumpy 48-year-old uh, dad bod. They're just horrible. So anyways, point to the story. We're doing our little stupid thing and the combat controllers, if you guys don't know who CCTs are, you know who CCTs mm-hmm. are. They're the, now I'm going to say it, the badass of the badass of the special forces. These guys are, they're, they're cream of the crop, tier <laughs> one. These guys rule. Anyway, so they come running around. <laughs> they come running around and they got their ranger panties on and they're running, they're running 
I'm Air Force. It's like I it's understand. Like, your... Sorry, you keep saying Air Force and running, and we're trying yes. to figure out where the correlation is. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like <laughs> it's like talking about Tom Grady, the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm biased towards certain things like that. So, anyways, this, this is your house. Where, let me finish the story. <laughs> so we're running, and the CCTs come by, carrying like a granite rock, and they're passing it, by, and they're they're running like a four minute. They're just full out. But and I looked, and I'm like, I am not a man. I am. I feel like such a shithead. Was that Earl Granville? It might have been Earl Granville. No, he wasn't a combat controller. So that's it. That's my story. We have October 23rd, Round Rock, Texas. I want to go down to that hike because, I don't know, might be moving to Texas. October 23rd, Fayetteville, North Carolina, the home of our guest here, Ranger Rick. He's been helping out. He's been showing up for things down there, and I'm sure you're going to be at the hike, right? Uh, Negative. I'm actually headed to Alabama to put up this sign in Alabama, Mm. so we'll be... Putting up that sign in Alabama uh, this weekend, this Saturday. Awesome. We will we'll talk about that sign here in a minute. That's pretty cool. October 30th, Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, October 30th, Richmond, Virginia. Another kind of close one. October 30th, Houston, Texas. That might be my home. North of Houston, but... Uh, you better catch up on some Yellowstone. Yeah, I know. You're here's, damn right. Here's, here's, <laughs> is, that, is that where that takes place? Yellowstone. Yeah. Wait, that's is right. that that's the TV show, right? Yes, it yeah. is. Okay, I watched with, all three seasons in three days. With really, Kevin. that's why I have cowboy boots and cowboy hats now. <laughs> you Hell watch yeah. it, you're officially a cowboy. That's one with it Kevin is. Costner. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to watch. Really that. good, Jeremy. Is there a way we can like I don't know? Do you know what? If you want, you can hold that mic so you don't have to. How was that going, Kevin? How was that again? Hold the mic <laughs> if he wants to hold it like this. It. Then there that's you go. Better. Now you can be like now you can be like Frank over here. And Houston, Texas. Uh, we're down to our last 10 hikes of the season. We pulled off over 60. I say we. I haven't done shit for your hikes. but you guys, Oh, we know. You guys pulled off over 60 hikes this season. It's pretty amazing. If you guys know anything about uh, running a hike and doing all that stuff, which I don't, but I believe it is a little bit of a workload. Don't um, ask me. Yeah. I can't make Fayetteville. Listen, my dad and I go to Fayetteville. We did it last year. I can't because I'm going to go away for the first time. I'm going away. I'm going away for the first time with my wife since we had kids. No kids menus. We're going to drink at the bar. We're going to act like adults. And I am looking for first time in eight years. So sorry. Sorry, Fayetteville. He'll be in bed by so nine Kevin, o'clock. So Kevin, yeah, Kevin's going to have one drink and then have his nap He'll be in bed by nine o'clock. Just sleeping in the car. <laughs> Marissa, Marissa says she couldn't, uh, she couldn't hear or see anything from the video, but she was on there. I saw you recognized her. Yes, um, yeah, she said we got Eric a motorized scooter for the uh, the amount of uh, lack of exercise Air Force does. What? Oh, when you said when you said couldn't hear or see anything, do you mean the video's down? Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah, the video's up. It's showing it's up now. All right. You may have to refresh your browser just in case. That right. makes me nervous because uh, this has happened in the past. I don't want to have to go through. The video's going in and out. It is. Yes. What the fuck sure is that all about? That's... Um, that's Facebook, because okay, so that would mean so that's not anything on our end. Everything on our end is just showing fine. That's basically whatever is going on with the production side of of Facebook that is allowing us to air our videos. It's coming in choppy, so it's something with Facebook. Head over Sunspots. to head Sunspots. 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 I'm gonna look on Twenty One Guns page, see how that's going. Um, or you can head over to go to Twenty One Guns spelled out Twenty One Gun dot Okay, some see it fine. Um, Facebook can't handle Ranger Rick. That's the fucking. That's truth. what it <laughs> is. That's too much. Like if you see the size of this man's oh, arms. Oh, Melissa said it, not Marissa. Melissa. Okay, Melissa. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. I'm just gonna uh, keep it up in the background. Again, riveting radio. And by this the way, for those of you who don't know and are watching, can you please allow Streamyard to access? 
your Facebook comments because when you do chat a comment in the chat, we, you just come up as Facebook users. We don't know who you are. We want to talk with you. We want to know who you are. As yes, a person. comment, engage, mm-hmm. tell us how horrible we are, how gorgeous they are, or something. I'm eating a cookie. I'm fat. I don't know. Say <laughs> something. <laughs> something. Share, share it with friends because again, the whole point of this podcast is kind of like a bridge between hikes and a recruiting tool. Uh, so join the army and the navy <laughs> and the air force. I mean, recruiting to the hikes. Sorry, I got. Wait, didn't you have a recruiter badge? We don't, oh, we don't, oh, let's not talk about Lord. that. No, let's not bring up the army devil. or marines. What were you? Marines. Okay, okay. You were that guy that showed up like, at my I don't house. Talk about. I don't like to talk about my it. house, and he's like, "I got some words." Here I got for lied you. to by so many seventeen-year-old kids. Tell me, uh, I don't want to talk about. I'm going to hey, put hey. down. I'm going to put down some words. Honor. Where does that's that like, rank in your? Like yes, yeah, sure, That's you. like thirty percent of my PTSD right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one likes recruiting. I'm glad. Do yeah, recruiters recruit? don't like. I don't know if they. Maybe they run the. I don't know what officers do, but it's no. No. Yeah, I would not want to do that. No. That's all I got for announcements. Jeremy, do you have anything crazy uh, we have to bring up? Other than that, make sure you guys go to irreverentwarriors.com. That's where you can find out, find all of your hikes. Go to the events tab or go to the shop. We do have some upcoming oh. merch coming soon. I Change, can't say what. Changes. Not so much changes, just things are starting to evolve, starting to get better. So yes, changes. Um, go to remwarriors.com. Isn't to that what it changed? There's no changes, but everything is but changing. Things are everything is changing. It's Jeremy's, evolving. It's not changing. It's Jeremy's a, it's going evolution. through some changes. There's hair showing up where there wasn't. <laughs> finally, it took forever. Things are finally growing and dropping on his mouth when and face. it's time to um, change. But yes, go ahead and go to the hike page. Sign up for a hike. Make sure you sign up for Eventbrite. If you don't have your merch two weeks prior to the hike, you can't get it unless they have some at the hike, so you'd have to find out on your local pages. So Okay. So do that. Reverendwarriors.com. All of that. <laughs> Log in. You're fired. All Log in. That. Uh, that's all I got. Uh, do you have anything? I am black, bearded, and blessed. <laughs> <laughs> the Not triple, where it counts. The triple Bs. In that order. <laughs> Good Lord. Okay. Oh, we're getting fired. Uh, uh, I have, uh, <laughs> do you know, I have a, a story I want to follow up with uh, because of last week. I don't know if you guys have been following the Marine Lieutenant Colonel Steve yes. Schell- Scheller yes. was found guilty on Thursday of numerous charges in connection with his very public battle with the top military and civilian leaders that began over the Afghanistan withdrawal. What happened with that? Didn't they do a good job with the withdrawal? I heard it was a, a huge success. It was success. an amazing success. Uh, and then it morphed into a <laughs> grudge match over the system, a Marine Corps spokesman said, yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever. After a day-long hearing, Lieutenant Colonel Scheller has been found guilty of all six charges stemming from his criticism on social media of senior leaders over the Afghan withdrawal. Don't worry, I have something to say about this. On August 20- no way, Kevin has something to say? No. August 26, Scheller posted viral video. We don't have to go over that. If you guys haven't seen the viral video, just check it out. Uh, in all, prosecutors charged Scheller that he discredited himself as an officer or disrespected other officers and officials 27 times. Someone went through there and was like, this qualifies as one, a, um, two, three. Just oh, it wasn't a, a Marine that counted because we count, can't, cool. can't count. They, count. 27 feelings hurt. I know. They, <laughs> they fucking deserved it, and he is winning 100%. Uh, oh, he's, did you see how much money he's, he's got now? He 2.5 2. million. million. Yeah. yeah. God damn it. Can I go back in and <laughs> right. start? Just fucking right. Yeah. I can do that same thing. The whole time I'm saying to myself, this dude's blowing up his career, and I'm like, oh. No, he's not. Oh. No, <laughs> no he's he is not. solidifying his retirement. That's, that is what he's exactly good. What it is. Uh, I'm wondering if he was, uh, if, if this was all a poker game, and he saw the oh, hand, and he's oh. like, oh, he went all in. He went yeah, all that's in. That's true. Bro. That's true. Marines are not that smart. Marines are. The, he actually just 
hey guys, uh, I was to Afghanistan. He, he had no idea. And then someone's like, here's a boatload of money. And he's like, okay. Oh, oh yeah. $5,000 fine and just a little <laughs> reprimand in his fucking discharge file. You yeah. know what? Mm, I'm going to take the that The picture seat. of him walking out of the doors with that grin on his face. Yeah, yeah. It's freaking epic. The, the, he, plead, he pleaded. <laughs> the plea was part of an agreement the Shellers lawyers reached with the Marine Corps that limits his punishment to no more than a letter of reprimand and a seizure of two-thirds of pay for up to 12 months. So that's nine months of pay or two thirds. I don't know. Eight months of pay. Whatever. It's five grand in total, and he doesn't give a do shit. You, do you know what I'm starting to see though? I'm starting to see, and I, I shared this with you, Jeremy. I won't say who who posted that, but there's starting to be some shade thrown at Lieutenant Colonel Scheller. Um, people are vilifying him, and I can't help to wonder if politics plays a role. Okay, maybe. Um, there's a few I've seen call him a call him a, a sellout. Yeah, but well, it, because of what we just said. Yeah, I mean the guy. Maybe played a game of poker very that, well. That was okay. That was a poker. Is I want to hold you guys accountable. I'm going to hold myself accountable and look stupid too, knowing that his ass wasn't going anywhere. Did you? Do you think? Wait, you think he looked stupid? He made himself look stupid by by posting it in uniform. Had he done it on his personal time, he might have. I may have been a different different time. But the fact that you do it in uniform is probably the biggest one because that's conduct on becoming in the, in a more serious light. But I think if you do it on your personal time, no one really gives a shit. Selling out. Listen, it, it's it's. I don't even know what to say about it. Drink Pepsi, the choice of a new generation. Oh, oh my god. god, Jameson is the way to go. Oh, oh man. Um. So the uh, I won't even say the site because I might get in trouble. But um, here's an example: uh, anger over Afghanistan and the imperfect example of Stu Scheller. Uh, they try to explain it like this: throughout his explanations after he pleaded guilty to six charges, Scheller's word painted a deluded picture of a man who was willing to be held accountable but remained unrepentant. I'm standing, and this is his words, I'm standing here today pleading guilty. This is me accepting accountability, Scheller said in his own defense on Thursday, but it deeply pains me that my senior leaders are incapable of being as courageous. Two things there. All right, dude. We, we now, get it. Yeah, I mean, it. as courageous as me, that's a little, okay, I, okay. I, I love it. I 100% I love it, but there's a certain it. point no, 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 of, I, I of support humbleness the guy. you still have to have. Because when you're going, <laughs> that, all right, Dick, it's, now you kind of it was kind a of back, muddy it was a, a backhanded apology, and I love yeah. every single the yeah. pettiness is awesome. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. Yep. Yeah, it's it's I don't know. I mean, look at we're talking about the dude. He was a lieutenant. How many lieutenant colonels are in the Marine Corps? A couple thousand. Well, here's the thing. And he, now not, we're talking about him. Here's, here's the thing. Now, no matter what happens, no matter what happens to him, mm-hmm. everyone's gonna be looking at this whole machine, this cog, and as it is, and saying, okay, well, wait a minute, was this dude onto something? Because now, like he's, he's lifted the skirt up. Well, that's why they don't. That's why they okay. didn't want him to do it. I agree, it's but now C.J. Frost has a good a good point. He said he made it about him. An anonymous complaint from a lieutenant colonel would have been more helpful. Fair, that's true. But, but he's again, but he's got two point five million. Again, <laughs> somebody pulled the skirt up, and you know it's there. The baby's ugly. The baby's ugly. Yeah, that's so. true. That's true. Uh, Who really addresses ugly babies, though? Uh, I do. <laughs> remember oh, that, remember oh, that Seinfeld? Oh, I do. He's uh, yeah, I do. what's the dude's name? Kramer. He goes. Truman or something like that. He looks at the baby and he's, uh, yeah, I guess that wasn't as funny. The way I just I look at there. my, I look at my girlfriend and I look at, and I goes, what's wrong with this kid? <laughs> oh, there is, no. listen, I'm going to let you, I'm going to peek. Like, it's a baby. He's just, just born. I was like, it doesn't matter. No, I think, it's, it's a bean. Peek, it's a bean. peek behind the curtain. There's actually a term we use in medicine called FLK and it stands for funny looking kid. <laughs> I shit you not. People write FLK. And what it basically it. means is, I don't know what's going on with this kid, but something's not right. Uh, and so if you, <laughs> Jeremy's going to go home and look at his baby folder and it's going to be like, FLK, 
WTF. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Look at this kid. Hopefully it grows into its features. That's right. <laughs> She's 13 now. She definitely grew. What the hell? Um, oh, so this begs the question, right? Here comes... The, here, here. This is the thing we've been talking about all the time. So... It, and, and you use this term all the time. What hill do you die on? And in the modern age, it's like, what hill do you die on? Do you stand freely and speak freely knowing that what you say is righteous, right? You're not saying... Here's the thing in in the American or in, yeah I guess in America right now and you can call it from social media they've they've made this fake world of Nazis and white supremacists and and all these things and then they figured out a way to say if you disagree with me that's what you are and people are afraid of, I'm terrified of that right that's that's a horrible thing to be to be pinned with but it's brilliant because it shuts us all up and there's even like if you said something Frank do you know what they call it multicultural white supremacy i shit you not look that up yeah i know i was gonna bring that up earlier and my okay so my i will down that hill all day long and i'm at at the point now in my life where i have i've long ago lost all fucks to give sure because some of the things some of the shit that i've seen the things that i've seen my the, the for me it's they've diluted everything to points where everything is racist. So if everything's racist, literally nothing is racist exactly anymore. exactly if everyone's a nazi the words, the words literally mean nothing yeah so yeah. I, I don't care. Did you I, ever see American History care. X? Yeah. Th- that, that when I saw that, I'm like, oh, there's a white supremacist. So yeah. that was like my benchmark. That's the guy I knew. Yeah, like, exactly. Someone looks like that, that dude, I'm walking okay, away. Yeah, that, that was I, racist. That's racist. <laughs> that was racist. That's racist. Yes, that was but a... for me, I'm just, listen, I, I know at the end of the day, if I, whatever I say, whatever I do, if I can look my wife and my kids in the face and say, hey, this is what I believe in and this is, these are the values that I want to impart upon you or these are what I want you to look at me in favor then I'm good with it. Yeah. I could literally give two shits what anybody else says. Yeah. yeah. I don't care. As long as if they have if they have a problem with it, then I have to say, okay, well, maybe I went too far. But if they're okay with what I'm, then it's, it is what it is. So it, it brings the question, right? So what do you do? Do you placate? Do you, you bend over and say, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm just going to fall in line. I don't want to mess with anyone. I don't do, I don't want to do a podcast and talk openly or anything like that. Or do you say, I'm an American. I have the First Amendment right to say what I wish. I know that I don't. I don't judge people except for their what is that character versus color of the skin and all brain or like sexual orientation. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. What kind of person are you? Are you a good person? Uh, are you somebody that if you were with my kids, I could turn the other way and walk away? That's a good benchmark. Um, then then Damn. you're good, right? So I, I guess the point of that is this guy. This guy. So let's take away all the 2.5 million and all that stuff. Let's take all that away. This dude said, I could lose, in the purest form, he said, I could lose my retirement. I could lose my standing. I could be called whatever. And I could go to the brig for 20 years, they were talking about at some point. Mm -hmm. And he said, but I'm standing up for what is right. I'm going to stand up. What I believe is right, and I'm not going to back down. And that is such a... Uh, uh, an honorable trait. I mean, ballsy. any way you want to look at it, it's ballsy. It's fantastic, and I, did, I don't know. Yet, have you guys ever seen? Have you guys ever seen the movie Anthropoid? No. Weird name, Anthropoid. It was about a group of um, uh, Czechoslovakian soldiers that jumped behind enemy lines during World War II, early on in World War II, and their whole task was to kill one of the top-ranking Nazis. The guy's name was uh, Reinhard, it doesn't matter. So uh, this guy was the architect of the final final solution, which was killing all the Jews. So they go in there, these guys are 22, 23 years old, and they go in with cyanide capsules knowing full well 
when they kill this dude, they they're not going to get not if you out, get yeah. yeah they're going to peel your skin up they're going to do horrible things not to mention they're going to execute all the people you know and the whole point was okay this is the lot I drew in life this is something I believe in and I'm going to this extreme to it and it's like when I see things like that or the one I brought up um, I can't remember his name now but the dude that was an Austrian that wouldn't he wouldn't um, profess his his uh, loyalty to to Hitler and he ended up getting his head cut off and they're like just just profess it. When I see stories and I hear stories like that, I'm like, man, people were, John Hancock, people were so brave at one point. And they said, I don't care what you say. Here's my name. Here's my face. This is what I'm doing. And I know I can lose everything. And I know everyone I know can lose everything. But this is where I have to stop because it's the right thing. So Marissa also says something real quick. She goes, as someone who's had family members in Nazi concentration camps, when everyone is labeled as a Nazi or compared to Hitler, it just diminishes what people who live through it endure. And I agree because people are throwing shit around including like sellout stuff like that it whether it's again like calling someone a nazi to, despite what you believe in what you what you whatever it is you're putting out there throwing shit out like that it just it ruins it it completely ruins it and then on top of that for those who really are the neo nazis and the people that are around today yeah like douchebags yeah fucking you're it's nothing now it's just it's common it makes no sense it makes absolutely no fucking sense yeah it's crazy we went down a rabbit hole there, but it's okay. At least I didn't bring up old DOD training videos. That was a bust oh, last God. week. I thought that, it was good. Was, that was fun. I thought it was fun. I deleted them out of the Evernote. I brought um, STD, man. an old STD video of last week. Uh, now let's pretend we're doing like we used to We used to do. Mike the Dez, time. yes, we can see your comments. Watch this. Uh, oh, Mike Dez. Hey, there you go. Uh, awesome dude. Actually, I don't know him. He could be an asshole. <laughs> 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 we text all the time, uh, but he—he's he, got a service dog. He just got a yeah. alligator. Yeah, Beth, uh, Beth uh, Angel, I believe her name is. She get they present him with a dog. He didn't know because he wanted to get uh, Johnny. Johnny, yeah. Johnny, the PTSD service dog. If you guys are, it can be any service dog. I guess he's not fully trained yet. Uh, if you guys are looking for a service dog, you're in the Raleigh area. I assume the Raleigh area is going to be the best way to do, uh, contact me. Reach out. We have a dog. We're training it. Uh, not me. Me and um, uh, uh, Jeff Melzen of of Blue Line Canine, and he wants to get it out to a uh, a veteran so he's an awesome dog he's he great looks, looking he looks pup. like a great looking pup. he looks like a giant chihuahua like a 40 pound chihuahua with a, or, or almost like a i don't know what's the what's the rottweiler meets chihuahua wow <laughs> meets batman i don't know he's an so, awesome dog so it's like a friday night in fort benning yo <laughs> <laughs> or fort hood chihuahua meets rottweiler that's funny <laughs> So I got a question for you, Rick. Um, yes. What's your take on Scheller at this point? Now that he's he's been released, he's out, he's free to go. What what do you think might happen or possibly not happen? I think he's just going to move on with his life. You know, he's going to continue to be an advocate. You know, which is that's what he started for. So he should just continue to do what he does. But you know, we sometimes the hands that are dealt to us, you know, are just the way they are. And if the man, you know, he risked his career at the beginning, like you said, he did put himself on the line there, you know, by doing it in uniform. We all know, hey, you don't show up to the strip club in uniform. Right. It's not right. Yeah. But I mean, you know, no one told me that. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I used to pick up friends there all the time. Some of them. I'm like, it's 1130. <laughs> now, do you think there will be any kind of accountability that actually happened or do you think this is for nothing? I think it's overdone with pretty much. Yeah, I, I bet you he's going to pull like a. a a veteran celebrity sort of thing. He's going to have his 100%. own talk show. He's going to be doing all that stuff, which is fine. Yeah. It's people who do talk shows are actually pretty cool. I yeah. think for the most part, <laughs> someone had a good idea in the comments. You should make a movie about him and let Matthew McConaughey play him. Why did he look like him? I used to have you a, could do it. I used to have a Matthew, Matthew McConaughey 
uh, impersonation. But I can't do impersonations do on the spot. As long as he doesn't come out going, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. No, I can't. See, when I when I'm on the spot, I can't do it. So don't do that. Uh, all right, let's do that. Let's go in. Let's go into Ranger Rick. <laughs> Whoa. Let's go into him. Uh, so you were boxing yesterday. I'm the closest. Yeah. You enjoy boxing. Yeah, I enjoy boxing. I say boxing, boxing. You enjoy boxing. boxing. It's a little boxing. How long you been at it? Oh, I mean, it wasn't professional. You, it was more like recreational oh, wasn't yesterday. Professional. I thought you said you were, you were uh, professional. I'm like, damn, uh, that's pretty we cool. We actually did a boxing smoker, not a boxing smoker, but a boxing event earlier this year in April. And um, and we helped raise money for my suicide awareness run. So I actually sent you that video one time. Uh, and uh, you can take a look at it. It's pretty entertaining. Yeah. But uh, it pretty much started last year, Christmas Eve. Uh, Christmas Eve, I host what I would call Rickmas Eve. So <laughs> I just love it. Yes, so it's Rickmas Eve. Invite all my friends over, and I do all the cooking. Ooh. So you know, like I said, I could cook jerk chicken, curry chicken, coconut Ooh. rice beans, all that stuff that I've taught my girlfriend how to cook. Sorry. I can actually do myself. Nice. But she always questioned why I only do it once a year, and I said if I did it more than once a year, then you wouldn't have a purpose. So I have to give you a purpose <laughs> to give you something to look you know, forward so any, to. So of course, smart the food, the drinks, all that, Job and security. you know, yes, that's right. <laughs> you know, what am, what am I gonna do if you know? Okay, but yeah, so we initiated. But actually, I've done a few boxing smokers in the military, you know, and stuff like that. But uh, you know, just just a couple of horse playing yesterday. That was about it. It used to know. be. It used to be like. Everyone boxed a long time ago, like in the 40s and 50s. They even had like boxing. Ma- Actually, do you know what? Now that I say that, you're going to not believe me, but it's true. Uh, the Air Force would have boxing night um, at Balad and you would go out and, and, and box. They had to. Flyers couldn't because we got hit and broken. That's like a couple million dollars on the drain. But uh, yeah, so I mean, it's, it's such a good uh, if you haven't tried it, it's one of those things where uh, it seems scary that you're going to take a shot to the face. But after you hey. get hit a few times. Oh no! It's it's you're like oh that's not bad. It's like right. we talk about everybody has a plan to get punched yeah, in the face. Damn yeah, right. But and then everybody. Uh, so for instance, we had the fight earlier this you know this year, mm-hmm. and everybody outside of the ring had to say something about someone doing what they're doing inside of the ring. You don't know what it's like unless you really know what it's like to go into a ring and one do training on something that doesn't punch back. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was for charity. The guy I fought was 160 pounds. Oh boy! And I was 210 pounds. Okay. You know, so but still, he punched me once or twice. You know, got me upset. But (laughs) I poke in the bear. Yeah, but that was about it. But everything is different when you're going against something that's trying to come back at you. Yeah. And let me tell you, I was smoked. Yeah. But I was like, because I don't do cardio. This body is not made for cardio. When you like, you go three rounds. You are like three minutes. It's like, oh, this is what drowning feels like. (laughs) Yeah. You know, especially if you do jujitsu or something that's. Uh, what I like to call three-dimensional fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you get down there and you're like, oh, I'm smothering and I can't breathe and this guy is trying to rip my arm off. Exactly. Uh, but it's great. I, I think it's really good for veterans. Um, I think it's it's because you get that kind of camaraderie. Uh, you get also, there's no faking it, right? So with other hobbies, you can kind of fake it. You can pay to play. But if you do, you, let's say jujitsu, you can't just pay to play in jujitsu because you're going to get your ass kicked, especially oh, yeah. if you're rolling oh, with yeah. some, some 
big boys. It's gonna it's gonna mess with you. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu is the art of folding clothes with the person still inside. With the person yes. still in it. I used to love it. <laughs> Here's the reason why I got out of jujitsu. You had 18 year old kids that were like, "Oh, I'm the toughest guy in the room," and then they're trying to rip your shoulder off. And you're like, "Dude, I'm 39 years old. Please don't yeah. do that. Please stop. Don't yeah. do that. Please. What are you doing? Okay, I get it. You're so you're 18. A few people in the comments. Uh, Marissa said that you know because of the boxing and all stuff. He has r- big Rick energy. Get it? Big Rick energy. Said a big yeah. Uh huh. And wow. Eric said okay. uh, Ranger Rick is the goot, the greatest of one time. Who said that? Greatest of Eric one Bass, Mercer's boyfriend. Because oh, that's what I told him. Because everybody asked me if I'm going to fight again. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, I'm going to retire at one and zero. I am goot. known as the goot, the greatest of one time. You know. And I tell you know most likely people want to fight me because they just saw the boxing match and they feel like I abused the kid. Yeah. But you know he asked for it. Sure. And then second, I'm like they want to be famous. You know, he knew I he can make you to. famous. You know, if you come at me with the right numbers, I'll make you famous. That's you know, funny. you know. Yeah, but sure. I'm gonna move to Russia like Rocky and Rocky Four. <laughs> after the last fight, I'm like, man, I should have trained way more than Sundays. Greatest workout uh, uh, montage, montage in the history yeah. of, of oh, film. Yeah. With Chad Soudar says, uh, "Crack and Skulls Boxing, Crack and Skulls Boxing Brawl Episode Two. Yes, yes. So Chad, shout out to Chad. Chad's the man I uh, told you about earlier, and we'd love to get him out here on the show. He knows who yeah. he is. Oh, yeah. It'd be a lot of fun. You know, so, you know, he, he has a lot of input and a lot of stuff, you know, that he can put out. But yeah, Kraken Skulls, Boxing Smoker. I think March is coming up. Nice. And uh, we'll send you the link from the first one. You'll see that one. You'll definitely want to come out there, maybe set up your podcast out there. That would be oh, awesome. Yes. Yeah. Right, you, let's consider it well, done. Because we actually were talking about having announcers. Yeah. And we want people with like probably like your personality, his personalities to actually do it. I think he's got a personality. Great. Yeah. He's got. We have a saying. You see he's those got, glasses? He's got the personality of a <laughs> fart. <laughs> nice. Give me a second. I'm gonna let one out just for you. Don't do that. <laughs> Please don't. Don't do that. Please don't. I just I'm painted per- those walls. I'm pretty sure I had the uh, divoc, so I'm pretty sure uh, I can't smell anything. So I'm good. <laughs> I don't even know what divoc is, but I don't it's want it. Something backwards. Something backwards. Think about it. Oh, okay. Jesus. Jesus. I don't know. And, I, and, and you're the, the smart, smart one. one in the room. He's like a really on <laughs> slow on the uptake right now. And I spit that out real quick too. <laughs> it's okay. I have Ivor. I can't say Don't it. Say it. pulled <laughs> off of Facebook. Um, so we like to talk a lot about transitioning in this. Whoa. <laughs> Stop. From active duty, from active duty to the civilian world, uh, you're my first guest that actually had to do a transition from Belize to the U.S. What was that like and how did it shape you as a person? Well, I was, uh, was born there, grew up, you know, till I was seven, so then moved to the States. So, I mean, I, it really wasn't much... You know, I mean, I was only seven years old. Yeah. I wasn't used to life. Yeah, sure. I could tell you what it was like going back at 13 years old because yeah. I would get in trouble. And my mom sent me back to Belize to live with my grandparents. Yeah. And they lived like on a village and a village and a farm. Yeah. Yeah. And you. Yeah. Going from the city, Jersey City. Back to Belize and those villages. Oh, huh? It was it was definitely a change. That's and, a that's uh, an English speaking so. country, isn't it? For the most yes, part, yes, it is. They have okay. the it's considered West Indian Caribbean. Yeah. So they speak they speak where it's a Jamaican kind of like a Jamaican accent. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much like that. Yeah. So, so you you didn't your your accent floated away with your years up oh, in yeah, Jersey. Yeah. 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 Yes, it did. My yeah. Boston accent disappeared. A little bit comes out every now and then, but yeah, it Thank happens. God. I was seven when I left, and then I went to New Hampshire, which is just you guys won yesterday, didn't you? I don't know. I don't watch I NFL. Think you, or, no, 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 no. Or Major it was baseball. baseball. I used to. Listen, I, I dr- when you come walking in, there's a baseball bat over here. It was from when they won 108 games uh, back in 2018. I, I, I don't want to go down this path, but I used Please to don't. live and breathe sports. <laughs> and then somehow everyone started getting injuries because they were, they were on their 
knees and uh, I, I was like why is this whole team they're hurt they can't stand up so, uh, yes it is some kind of sick joke but it broke my heart as a patriot and I just backed away and I said I don't need that in my life anyway so um, uh, you started out so uh, uh, and this this question I like to ask people that that have at least a lifetime of service and I, and I would say you did uh, you started off in, as a first responder uh, EMT sort of thing yes I uh, actually got pulled out of school by my mom and uh She's put me in this GD program called Youth Corps AmeriCorps. Mm-hmm. And in Youth Corps, you get the option of three jobs. You get the option of um, a desk secretary, you know, kind of like what the Air Force is. Um, <laughs> Yo! The museum. So you get to work at a museum. And then you get the option to work on a rescue squad. So, of course, I picked that. Sure. And yeah. I actually ended up getting my EMT license before I actually got my GD. So, so I did that for about a good... You know, four months I worked on a rescue squad and I worked on an ambulance transport company. And then finally, you know, once again, mom made another decision for me and, you know, went to the recruiter. And next thing I know, I'm getting a recruiter call every day, all day. Yeah. So and that's it. And then I went and joined the military, not knowing what I was getting myself into. Whoops. I actually thought I was going to be a firefighter. But fire support specialist is not a firefighter. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's funny. Everyone has their story of what they were going into the military for, yeah. and then whatever happened during that. So, yeah. So your mom, like, where did you grow up in a rough area, or what was? Well, why did she Jersey push you? City, New Jersey? Okay. And um, you know, being so we lived, you know, we lived four blocks away from the projects. Okay. And you know, the majority of people in the projects, black kids, you know, and our group consisted of Puerto Rican. Dominican, um, one black kid, one Asian kid, and then there was me, which nobody <laughs> knew who what I was, and and we were led by a white guy, older white guy. Okay, so that, yeah, so our group was like that group right there, but these kids, you know, we'd go to school, you know, they'd start trouble with us. They would come down at least twenty deep from the projects mm-hmm. and just try to start a fight, yeah, and, yeah. and that's it. So we grew up in fights my entire life, you know, and um, it was you know, but I I wouldn't take anything away from it. You know, growing up that way, going through what I went through, you know, as a kid, you know, not being one of those people that was accepted in, you know, because still even within my own group, they were just like, you're Belizean. We don't even know where that's from. You know, so <laughs> now I'll get beat up by them, too. So, yeah. But, you know, I'm very appreciative of how I grew up and the way I grew up. And, it, you know, it helps mold me to do the things I do. Sure. You know, so that's I it. think I think there's also a level of it's in our DNA, right? It's in a lot of people's DNA. We. We, it's funny, we shirk off traditional, like I, I'm one that says humans have been around for about 200,000 years and then whatever other form of us has been around for millions of years. And we had we had roles to play in our little groups, our little subsets. And I, I firmly believe that a lot of that carries carries with you. So you go to a, a military base, you go hang out with a bunch of military people. The majority of those people are going to have that DNA that says, I'm the guy that's supposed to go out and fight the tigers. I'm the guy or girl. I'm the girl that's supposed to go out and, and fight the bears or whatever. But, um, but yeah, and, and we have this weird thing nowadays where we're like, oh, we have to vilify that. We have to say, no, no, you're, that's not what you're supposed to be. And it's like, just, just let it happen. Right. I mean, obviously it's in your DNA. You went to EMS and then you, well, and then we'll talk about, you know, what you did in your military career. Cause you weren't a finance guy. You weren't sitting at the desk with finances. No, no. So let's, let's do that. Let's talk about, 
you get in the army. Uh, what's your path? And, and I ask this question because army confuses the shit out of me when it comes to <laughs> special operations. You've got you've got airborne ranger tab Q course regiment. Is it is that the order that you go or no? No, you can actually go to ranger regiment first. You can actually go to SF first. Okay. You know, so but you know, in order to be special operations, you have to be airborne. Okay. So airborne would be. Oh, we started airborne. Yeah, you pretty much started airborne, and um. So, like I said, I didn't know what I was going to be. You know, I thought three years. Finally, I got there and they said, hey, you're going to be cleaning cannons. I was like, cool. And I had this picture of me sitting on a cannon with a cannon coming between my leg and the sun is setting. And I'm like, I could do this for three years. (laughs) I could do this. You know, and um, so then the airborne recruiter comes and he's got his little airborne hat, the red maroon beret. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that looks pretty cool. I was like, hmm, you know what? I could probably pick up a lot of women with that thing. <laughs> funny. Yeah. And I was like, I, he was like, who wants to go airborne? And I was like, I'll go, you know? And I was scared of heights. I really didn't like heights, but I was like, hey, man, that's a cool hat. You know? <laughs> comes so, at you quickly. You don't so really yeah. have a chance to look and go, that's high. Yeah. It just comes so, at you so then we, uh, so then basic training, AIT, and then the ranger recruiter comes in. Mm-hmm. Comes in his greens, his, the original black beret. The real Black Beret. Let me ask you real quick. This is the tab or the regiment no, this guy is, that comes? This is the regiment guy. So okay. this is Ranger okay. Regiment. Okay. So back uh, back then, Ranger Regiment, uh, you have 75th Ranger Regiment, 1st, mm-hmm. 2nd, and 3rd Ranger Battalions. Right. You know, they were Black Berets okay. before they moved to Tan Beret because of some douchebag general. Yeah, because everyone was wearing Black Berets at you one know, point. Yeah, when exactly. Was yeah, yeah. It was like, uh, whatever. Yeah, anyway, yeah. so he comes in, dressed up, all looking all hoo, and I'm like, mm-hmm. hell yeah, bet you I could get a lot of. <laughs> and then I was like, who wants to go Ranger? And I was like, I do. That's and then, funny. You know, then next thing you know, he starts talking about 30 mile ruck marches, no sleeping. And I'm like, whoa, what did I sign up for? <laughs> I want to polish cannons. <laughs> yeah. You know, polish. I went from being a firefighter, polishing cannons to now I'm, I can't sleep. That's funny. You know, so then after that, airborne school, then actual RIP, which stood for Ranger Indoctrination Program. Okay. And one of the greatest things is right after airborne school, they take all the rippies and they tell them to go stand in the corner, segregate you. Ah, cause you and it's like, oh, okay. Well, you know. So then they pull up in a bread truck. I don't know if they still do, but they pull up in a bread truck and, you know, they're like, I'm like, oh, cool. We got a ride. And they're like, get all your shit on the truck, blah, blah. And then you see guys jumping in the truck and yeah. they're like, get out of the truck and pull them. And this is where you run your first mile from airborne school in your boots, in your uniform, to the rip compound oh. and it's to mimic the Mogadishu mile from Somalia. That's okay. one of the things they say it was to do. Love tradition. And, and you get there and they say, bow, your, you know, bow your head, close your eyes. If you don't want to be here, step out, you know, you lift your head up. And I look to my left and my right. And I'm like, where'd they go? You know, oh. they're all, in the back. <laughs> you know, a class of like 30 diminished down to a class of 15, just with that simple run Damn. and that simple intimidation wow. of, Hey, you don't want to be wow. here. Give you the option. And then they just step out that way. Did you ever have in your mind the idea that you could just quit at any time? Or were you, de- you're, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm, I'm making it through this. No, I, I never thought about quitting, um, but never thought about, hey, this is what I want to be. Because still at this point, I didn't know what an army ranger was. <laughs> I mean, my mom thought I was a park ranger for four years. That's awesome. You know, so, so she was like, how's the park? And I'm like, what do you mean the park? And again, this is uh, just again, because I can't remember this stuff. This is going, you went from airborne and now that rip is to get you to the regiment? Yes. Okay. So you have to go through a selection process to go into Ranger Regiment. Okay. And um, one of the things people don't know, only a few people know, it took me three times. 
Oh, wow. And so, yeah, so I didn't quit. First time I did it, I, I didn't make the ruck march out to Cold Range, mm-hmm. which is basically a big smoke-a-thon land nav. So, so they were like, hey, you have the option to quit or you can recycle. And I was like, cool, I'll recycle. Yes. So I, I, I had about a good two, three weeks. I worked on my road marching. You know, one of the big things is, you know how to, the sidewalk has the lines separate? Mm-hmm. That's how I worked on my road march. Okay. I, I would walk, I would stretch my stride back and forth. Yep. Okay. What's up? Did the camera go down? Oh, did it? Yeah. You got to bring it back up. Hold on. So as we keep going, uh, Mike Des wants to know, when did you go to RIP? I went to RIP in uh, 1999. Do you know how to bring it up? Oh, Jeremy, can you grab yep, that? I got form? it. I got it. Why do these cameras go down like Mine that? Mine don't because I have a new one. Eh, sucker. Oh, yeah. Is it time to re-pour this Jameson too? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so while you guys are doing that, uh, we're going to just bring up the camera. We Our, our cameras have been quitting and it's because we use a, well, I don't want to get into it, but uh, we'll call this a little bit of a, a break right here. And I guess, uh, let me ask you as, as you're doing another, actually, I might want another pour of the uh, Buffalo Trace is open. Jeremy, while you're doing that, can you can you bring the Buffalo Trace over here as well? It's right there in front of you. I know. Stand by. So, okay, then then here's a question: Can you go to Ranger Regiment without having your tab? Yeah, you do. Okay, and you do. Is there any like um, uh, what do you would call that uh, uh, rivalry between tabs and scrolls? Like if you come in. Oh yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Now, so, what if you have a tab when you go in to get your scroll, or the other way around? Like, so, so when you get well, it's tab versus scroll. Right. So Ranger School is a school. Okay. It's a leadership course. I got you. It's yes. It's basically the infantry leadership course. So, you know, eleven Bravos. That's a school that they want to go to. That's their bread and butter. You okay. Know, so yes. if, you, if you see anybody over the rank of E6 mm-hmm. that don't have a Ranger tab, pretty much. <laughs> I don't knock people that, that go to it and, Jeez. you know, don't pass. But I do knock people who get the option of going and turn it down, knowing that that's their bread and butter of their MOS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of like their pinnacle, like that's the, the varsity. Yeah, well, it's, pretty it's much. It's the same. Yeah. It's in the Air Force with flyers, whatever airframe you're on, they have something called weapons school. And everyone wants to go to weapons school mm-hmm. because you're the peak of the, the flyers at that point. And I guess the Navy has. Did it shut down again or are you back up? I was back up. Okay, I good. Back yeah. up. The Navy has obviously Top Gun and things like that. Do you know what's something that you, that you reminded me of? And I think this is one of the cool things about the military is that they know how to dangle the carrot in front of you, right? Because you join, you're like, you know what? I'm going to do four years and I'm going to be motor pool and that's all I'm going to do. And then you see someone walk by with, um, you know, a different color beret on. In the Air Force, someone walks by with a leather jacket on. You're like, how do I, that guy's cool. He's got a leather jacket. Tom Cruise. How do I get a leather jacket? Oh, you got to go to flight school. Oh, man. And then, but it's always something, right? It's always, and and I, does anyone actually reach the pinnacle of having it all uh, besides, who's that general there? Things going, uh, Millie. I, what's up with Millie? Miley? Don't. don't. What's up with him? <laughs> I looked don't. at his rack and he's got everything. Of course you looked at his rack. I did. I, you know, all right, we won't go down there. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we did with, we did with, uh, Scheller. Why don't we go there? We're already here. Yeah. You said it. You started it. Well, no, I just, I saw his, his ribbon rack well, and I'm I, not the guy's got everything. I can literally so, say whatever. So here's the question. Here's the question. And I want to, I want to obviously continue with, uh, Rick here, but the question is, is that due to a BX warrior or is he legit? Does this guy, did he operate? And I don't know if you're comfortable with talking about, uh, Oh, I don't give a fuck. Okay. So Millie did, you know who I'm talking about, right? The <laughs> <Jen and Drenchen's laughs> staff. 
He's got, he's got, and I look and I'm like, dude, I see a Ranger tab, I see a scroll, I see uh, Halo wings, I see air assault. I'm like, so either he's a badass or they just, I don't know. I don't know. And he became a general. He became, a, yeah, he's a four star. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah, politics. Okay. Once you reach a certain rank, I believe senior E7 in the army, it starts to become political at that point. So he, he could have been a legit operator as a young yeah. officer and oh, then yeah. he just did his his thing i mean he, i the way when people try to look at those people and just criticize them or just you know talk crap one political plays a lot of part in their decision sure but what that man has done to get to where he's at you know that's that's enough yeah. said he's yeah. where he's at for a reason yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like the president He's where he's at for a reason, for some reason. For some reason. Yeah, this people, one. People uh, make, but at the end of the day, you know. People the make decisions. One, the people make one. decisions that, that you're not privy to. And, yeah. and, and, but, yeah. but like I said, there's a reason why they're there and they made it that far, you know. Is is one harder than the other? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop beating this horse, but is one harder than the other scroll versus tab? Um, well, as far as the scroll, we say, hey, Ranger Scroll is a way of life. Tab is a school. So yeah. the tab your go to a 60 day school, you know, 60 days to live and to be a part of Ranger regiment. That's an everyday life, right? Everyday life. You know, now when you talk about the rip process, that's when I went through was three weeks. So three weeks of sucking it up, but I was like brand new, 19 years old. So that's why I kept going and going and I didn't know any better. And I was a 13 Fox. So they wanted me. So as long as I didn't quit, they wanted me and they, you know, and that's how I ended up. But yeah, to continue that day in, day out, you know, that's the way of life. School, 60 days, people go back to their units, you know, and don't don't really do anything. Sometimes people don't do anything. They just go to ranger school because yeah. they've been awarded the school or, you know, however it is. So. Does does the regiment have any just like support staff that don't have to go through RIP like your medical people or... or? Back then, no. Everybody who went to Ranger Regiment had to go through RIP, RIP. or RASP at the time. If you were a senior yeah, NCO, you had to go through RASP, and you know, and then those people are called imports. Okay. Yeah. So of course we're going over time. I don't give a shit. We're just gonna we're just gonna keep pushing. Jeremy, do you have anything anywhere to be in the morning? I don't. <laughs> I just have to diagnose and treat people. But whatever. Um, so let's jump ahead a little bit. Uh, and if you have something that you want to talk about before this, then by all means. But uh, so yeah, you, you obviously went to regiment, and then you got some holes poked in you. And <laughs> oh, that yeah, that was an SF. Uh, oh wait, you went to SF? Yeah. I didn't freaking know this. Okay. Yeah. So so then you all right, see so regiment, you go to SF for those who are watching you made it to the Green Beret. Mm-hmm. So wait, tell us about that transition. I didn't realize that. So so I spent 4 years uh Ranger Battalion, then from there I went to Korea, spent a year in Korea. And this is one of those things that I talk about like you know, you got guys that come in, you know, especially your country born Fred guys, they're like, I'm coming in, I'm going to be a Ranger, hua, or I'm going to be a Green Beret, hua. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, meh. <laughs> kind of clean I'm gonna clean a tank or whatever and uh so so this is an honest story where there was guys in Korea going to selection quitting selection and then taking 14 days that was left in selection and add in the other 14 days on and have a whole month at home and then go back and finish their time in Korea and well, that's what they were doing okay and they were getting away with it. and yeah. at that point it sounded like a great plan so uh-huh. I was like, oh, <laughs> let me try that. Let me try that out. You know, and I did. And, um, and you made so it. <laughs> I made my, well, I, I made my rank E4 uh, in January of 2003. And December, they told me, they were like, hey, you're going to make E4 so you can go to selection. So it wasn't something like I was like, I'm going to selection. Let me go train. Yeah. And I was like, oh, 
they were like, hey, you're going to you're gonna make uh, E4 January 1st. I think it might have been two weeks. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, I'm going to selection. They are like, when? January 7th. I was like, I need to train. And I went on a <laughs> treadmill like once or twice. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm T for train. You know, because it was just something that wasn't in my mind to do. Yeah. So it was like, go, you know, withdraw after seven days and take the 14 days and then take the other 14 days, spend time with my family and, sure. you know, go where the, you know, wherever the army took me. So I went there, sat in the briefing. I was like, drank the Kool-Aid. Uh-huh. I was like, man, this sound cool as hell. I it's, guess I'll hang out until cool they job. kick me out. I love Green Berets. You know? It's a freaking like, yeah. cool job. And I still, at that point, I didn't know what a Green Beret, I never watched John Wayne. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I didn't grow up watching any of that. <laughs> you know, I didn't know what it was. So I was like, this sounds cool, you know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's one time I, I was running through mm-hmm. selection. I hit this tree, knee high, went rolling down the hill. I got out. I went on the road. I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I was like, I'm out. I was like, I'm here running through the woods in the dark. No risk assessment. Nobody cares about my well-being. Right. You know? So I walk. So I was like, I'm going to walk this road because you're not supposed to walk yeah, the road. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to walk this road until they come find me, you know? And normally they're out there just circling, you know? Oh, you I walked this road for like two clicks <sighs> and I finally got to an intersection. I was like, well... I guess they're not coming for me. That's funny. And then I was like, I figured out where I was and I hopped back in the road. And that's, that's like one of the stories. Nice. And nice. Uh, then I graduated and I tell this story. Uh, I usually tell this story like four or five years. And I was like, here I am four years later. an SF Green Beret. Wow. You know, and then, uh, but yeah, that's the story of that. But like I said, I always tell people that like, oh man, you're Ranger NSF. Wow. Is that something you always want to do? Did you watch? <laughs> you play cops and robbers, you know? And all yeah. that. I was like, no, man, I know. Like I said, my mom thought I was a park ranger. It's it's you part know? of life. I mean, that's and you know things happen. I guess yeah, that way it does. Everything happens for a reason, you know. The I I always when I grew up, yeah. Like you bring up John Wayne. When I grew up, I always thought Green Berets. Like I just pictured like grizzly old warriors with scars across their face and stuff. And then I worked at at Bragg. And I'm like, a, a dude would walk by in a Green Beret. He looked like he was 16. I'm like, wow, how is this dude a Green Beret? Maybe I was old. I have no idea. But, um, um, but wow, I didn't realize that. So then you got holes poked in you. The reason yeah. why I'm bringing this up, uh, uh, because from what I read, one bullet, five holes? Yes. How the hell did that happen? Yeah, see? Yes. So that's, that's the tab you have what? right there. So the pimp oh, down okay. story. Here we go. Pimp down. So, so you pimp down. So here's a tab. So January, oh. <laughs> January 26th. 2008 so we're out we did about two days of firefights um and we end up in this village probably like nine o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. we we meet the elders at the front they said hey we'll be right back next thing you know you see the women and kids leaving oh, you know shit. and that's a sign right there sure you know yeah. and uh, what i say is something that separates us from other people if you see that happening you know some people are like man we need to get out of here too you know because yeah. that's you know something about about to go down and we're just like well cool I guess yeah. it's on now, you know, so let's roll in. But yeah, so we're standing there. I'm marking for Cass. I'm, my buddy's running the mortar system. So I'm, I'm marking for him with him and he's shooting. And next thing I know, I look over and I was like, okay, cool. I got another target, 70 meters. And it was a guy in the tree line with a machine gun and he sprayed us. And all four of us were standing next to each other like a bunch of doofus, but it was cold, mm-hmm. you know, and at least, <laughs> had at least four layers of clothes on. So, but so he sprays us. And we all like hit the deck. And then all of a sudden I felt my arm just lock up. And I was like, bam. I was like, uh oh. I was like, oh man. That's not normal. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, get on the radio. And I'm just like, I, I think I've been shot. 
pimp down, pimp down. And my buddy gets back and he hears it and he gets on the radio. He goes, pimp down. We got to pimp down. And, uh, and so. Was that your call sign, pimp? No, no. It was just, <laughs> my nickname was when I had hair and I was young back yeah. then, which was 28, 27. <laughs> it was pretty Ricky. That was my nickname. Oh, back nice. Then. Nice. So, so yeah, this story goes, we could go down this rabbit hole forever. <laughs> no. So the funniest thing, and you'll like this part. So my medic is a black guy named Harold. Wait, so wait, wait, wait. A black dude named Harold? Harold Dahmer, <laughs> to be exact. Da- was it Junior? No, he playing. likes to say Damer, but I say it's Dahmer. It's Dahmer. It's Dahmer. Harold Dahmer. So, so he comes running over. He's getting shot at. He comes running over. Because once I got shot, it seemed like they knew something went down. And so he comes over, and we got to name our missions, whatever we want to name them. So this mission was actually named Harold So it was actually named Harold. So Harold comes down, kneels next to me, and he goes, Rick, what's up, man? I go, what the fuck, Harold? He goes, (laughs) I know, man. I was like, they should have shot your black ass because this this was named after you. And he's like, I know, my bad. He's like, he's like, how you feeling? I was like, I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna make it. They got me in my paintball arm. And he's like, all right. So he starts to cut me, cut everything off, and he's like looking, and this arm's just locked up. And he's like, he's like, you good, man? I was like, I'm gonna be good. He's like, okay. So he pulls me next to the Humvee and then uh then he gets on the radio and you can hear it. I actually have video of like some of the that day in the transmission and you can hear him on the radio go, uh, we need to get out of here now. I said, I thought you said I was gonna make it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Whoops. we ended up getting at, we we went to three different medevac sites. Finally we got Oof. there's a video of me actually running onto the helicopter after getting shot. But the bullet went here. You know, I want to be like, because there I was with yeah. my gun, and I was just like, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> no, there I was with my binos, because we were dropping rounds. Okay. And so the bullet went here, here, split here, Whoa. went in here, and came out the back. And then I took four to the chest, you know, which wow. I didn't know. You yeah. Know, so, but, but that was it, you know, and I get... I get back to Bastion, walk off the helicopter. They're like, you know, there's like... Are you okay? They say you got shot five times. I was like, I did. I was high as hell on this morphine yeah, lollipop. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I get in there <laughs> and the doc the nurses are like, Does it hurt? I was like, It doesn't hurt. And they touched inside there uh-huh. and I passed out. Sure. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There it is. One bullet, <laughs> and, uh, five holes. One bullet, five holes. I went home, got home February third, two thousand eight, which was uh the day the Giants won the Super Bowl in two thousand eight. Okay. Certain things you remember. Yeah, yeah. And um I stayed home for about a month and a half, and then I went back. They beat the Patriots, I believe, didn't they? Did they beat the Patriots? I think so. That was the magic catch with the, whatever. We don't talk about that in my house. But no, but then I went back a month and a half later, you know, and wanted to be with my team. Yeah. Wanted to be with the guys who was there for me, who saved me, you know, and going back, you know, they were just like, no, just stay here, wait for your team. I was like, no, I want to go back to my team. My team, Sarn, earlier that year was part of, he was SF, CAG, Got shot in the throat, oof, and went went to our team to do some time, and we had our sister team coming out to us, and they got ambushed, and we couldn't do nothing. We heard it all on the radios. We were talking about Humvees, fifty cows burnt down. That mm-hmm. that was the ambush that we we're in, and they wouldn't let us go, and something triggered in my team, sergeant, and he lost it. So two days of him, you know, just just something was wrong. So sure. we had to relieve him, and I believe because. You know, when he got shot, you know, and getting shot in the throat is a big thing, but it's huge. It's, thing, yeah. it's, you know, it's one of those things where I was like, you know, I need to get back on this bicycle. I was yeah. like, I'm not waiting for these guys to come back. Sure. You know, so that's, I kind of left without permission, but 
I made it to Afghanistan in three days. Wow. You know, my team back there. And, and that was it. And I think that that helped. But in a way, as we talk about more about the future, was it didn't help. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't take time to actually let my body heal, like myself mentally heal. And so when I came back, that's when I started having all these issues, partying, drinking, thinking I was untouchable. Because nobody really wants to talk to the guy who, or say anything to the guy that just got shot five times and went back a month and a half later, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, so you could be that rock star for now, you know? That's like, so it was one of those things where it's like, oh, you drink, you got in trouble? Okay, cool. You know, just go home, sleep it off, you know? And eventually it caught up. It caught on to me. So, you know, eventually it was uh, two DUIs back to back. And finally they were like, you know what? We can't, can't with you. And what they did was basically kicked me out. Yeah. They actually took my SF tab away, reduced me to E1 and said goodbye. They didn't want to deal with me. And, you know, that's, that was the problem back then. Not, you know, rather than a, saying, hey, he he has a problem. Yeah, some he help, has an yeah. alcohol problem. Yeah. And let's look at what was the cause of that, you know, mm-hmm. being shot, you know, looking at what, you know, units he served and what he did, how many combat tours he had. And they weren't doing that. They were just say, bye, you know, have a great day. And what I did, you know, there was people getting out at the same time. And they were, they were all salty with the army. So we all hung out together. And you sure. don't want a bunch of salty people hanging out together. Yeah, Rangers, know. No, SF, you know, matter 82nd Airborne, because we're just going to wreck shop, mm-hmm. you know, and that's and that's what we did. You know, between me and my friends, it was drinking, getting in trouble, being locked up, you know, and just, you know, all types of stuff where we're just like, holy crap, you know, but three years of that, three years of that lifestyle, just going down. I lost, you know, connections with my, you know, ex-wife, my kids, my daughters and stuff like that and my family just because of that and how they just, Hey, that's, that's, that doesn't look good for us. Let's get rid of it. And just threw us to the side. Basically, you know, I believe you make your bed, you sleep in it, but at the same time, I believe, and the army starting to do a lot better. The military itself starting to say, Hey, let's take a look at what, why is this guy acting up? Exactly. This way? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. Because, you know, we, we like to blame, we like to, blame. And, 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 you know, you look at alcohol abuse, look at drug abuse, you look at w- whatever it is that is your, your self-medication. And we say, oh, that person, that's their problem. That's their weakness. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not your decisions at that point, when you're talking physiologically at the level of the brain are no longer your decisions. Those decisions are something that's preordained because your body is reacting the way it, it, it's going to react. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a shame that we do stuff like that. Um, I work closely with Andrew Marr. He was a, a former SF guy and uh he, he had the same story your story's not unique which is the crazy thing right your story's not unique in that uh not to belittle your story but i mean people that come out and they self-medicate and they find themselves in trouble and then it's not until they address the issue at its core where things suddenly get better and it's hard to find that so what do you do you take someone who drinks too much and you reprimand them and you kick them out of the military and that doesn't accomplish anything that leads somebody who drinks 22 a day right but but you would you look at why did this happen why is this person making these decisions what's going on with their brain and you actually fix it then you get the these numbers drop and people tend to not only thrive i mean you ended up thriving you're an underwater uh welder is that right yeah so i mean you, you can't be a (laughs) <laughs> a fuck up, you know, drinking and, and sitting in the gutter all day long if you're going to do a, a job like that. So uh, what was it that, how did you turn the corner? When did you kind of get get everything squared away? So like I said, uh, 
about three years of that. But when I got out, I actually met a good friend um, and we became friends. He's our artillery guy and, you know, hilarious guy. He ended up moving away, uh, went back to Seattle to be closer to his uh, family. And he became a commercial diver, underwater welder. So about a year and a half after that, and I was going through all my stuff. I was, uh, you know, I was on a house arrest. I was waiting, waiting trial for stuff, you know, and he committed suicide during that time. And I got the news and I was like, that's where I said, I need to do something. I need to fix myself because I'm so busy fucking up my own life. I'm not really concerned about those that I actually say I care about. Yeah. He was my best friend. If you consider someone your best friend, you should be there for them. I wasn't there for him because I was too busy screwing up my own life, you know, just running amok. So I said, hey, I'm going to get myself out of trouble, you know, and I'm going to do something. Mm -hmm. So one thing I created was the sign dedication. Yeah. You know, so the sign dedication was created um, that year also. And basically it was to honor and remember those that we have lost. Right. You know, you just have a purple heart sign out there. that says reserve purple heart. Right. You know, we individualize these signs. So we honor those. We put a rank name, date of birth, date of departure, gold plate on it. You know, because we all know you put a gold plate on something. It means it. It means right. a lot to people. Yep, sure. And in the middle is the American flag. Center of that is whatever unit organization they're a part of. But what makes the sign so unique is the QR code. So we put a QR code on the top left. So when you scan that QR code, it brings up the bio and the picture of the person that's on the sign. That's so cool. Yeah. So uh, this is going to be our 85th sign. Can you hold that up to the camera? Yeah, bring it up, see that. Yeah. Do you want to help him with it while he talks on the mic? Yeah. So this will be our 85th sign for Joshua Watson, who was killed in 2016 in Pensacola. So, you know, he, he was there. Uh, it was a terrorist attack. Right, right. So he actually was awarded the Purple Heart. As he should have been. You yeah. know, so so I'm actually headed down to Alabama. I've teamed up with uh, my buddy Joe, who's a 7th Group SF guy, who who's a wingman. So mm-hmm. you ever heard of Wingman Motorcycle Club? Yep. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. he led this initiative to honor Joshua. He reached out to me because he's seen my ceremonies and what I've done. And he said, hey, Rick, we want you down here to come do this. So I'm headed to Alabama Wednesday to do final preparation. And Saturday we'll be honoring him along with his you know, family members. Yeah. So, so this is, and we have, like I said, this is, we have 84 signs now from all the way from North Carolina, Florida, Texas, and Seattle. So that's awesome. So, but like I said, this one will be in Alabama, enterprise Alabama this weekend. This stuff, this stuff is important. Um, there's always a debate and, and I equate that to the, the POW MIA, uh, KIA bracelets that people wear. And some say, no, like there's arguments about wearing them and not wearing them. And I, and I get that. Mm -hmm. Uh, but to me, so the reason why I wear mine is the four people on there. I want someone to ask. I want yeah. someone to say, what is that you're wearing? Oh, let me tell you about, what's that? You're frozen. I am? God bless America. I can switch Amen. cameras. I can switch cameras. Well, do you know what? That's a damn good shot of me. So maybe I'll just go with that. Screenshot. <laughs> How do I switch? Watch this. I'm going to switch cameras. I'm going to go like this. Camera one. Oh, no, I can't. What was that movie? Uh, Jeremy, it's not letting me switch camera two. cameras. Camera one. Camera two. Austin Powers. Thank you. Thank you. How do I, do I turn it off and turn it back on? Yes, turn it off, turn it back on. (laughs) How do I do that? Hit stop cam and then start cam. Wait, hold on. I just switched. Oh. Something weird. Nothing on. Now you're back. We're back. back. So we're all, we're back. I just don't have a camera. Me and him will host the show. Yeah, Yeah, I don't give a shit. Who cares if people can't see me? Am I darker Um, than you or are you darker than me? 
Okay, so so the um, okay. hey, look, look, I'm back. <laughs> hey, everyone, man, it's Welcome almost to- like Jeremy, the producer, oh. did it, done his job right. Welcome, oh, that, yeah, hey, Jeremy was, just yeah. earned his he just earned his keep. Welcome to the Twenty One Gun Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin. <laughs> so the um, yeah, what I was basically saying is is the the conversation. I think these things are important. I think it's you know because what's the what's the trade off, right? I don't wear this bracelet. Someone doesn't ask me about it, and I don't talk about you know my buddy Ryan DeVee, Charlie Owens. I don't I don't talk about these people. Another voice, their names don't come up, and and. So things like that, that sign is just an incredible way for someone to look and say, hey, you know, let's keep these people's memory. I think that's freaking yeah. awesome. What, where well, did you come up with that idea? So um, we originally, like I said, we came up with a sign. I came up with a sign. Uh, actually, I, I go to, believe it or not, I go to the gym. But, you know, um, <laughs> no. And one day the gym was so packed that I had to park all the way at the end. Uh-huh. So I got into the gym and I reached out. I talked to my buddy Ken who GMs the gym. I said, hey. You know what you need to do? You need to put a purple heart sign right there in the front <laughs> it's a so front. I can park because I had to park all the way at the end and you know I don't do cardio. And he was like, sounds like a great idea, Rick. That's fair. And I was like, okay. He was like, yeah, get it done. I want two as a matter of fact. Nice. I was like, oh, okay. So I reached out to the local chapter, bought two signs, had the signs and uh, sat on the sign for about two, three days and then it sapped to me and I said, said hey, I should... You know, instead of putting a sign up, you know, we should add a name to the sign. Right. And I, you know, reach out to my friends and they're like, yeah, sounds great. So, you know, we did our first, our first ceremony was actually consisted of seven signs. Five actually went up in these businesses, you know, and they they didn't have the QR codes. So as we're putting these signs up, you know, two at the True Fit Gym, one at Kickback Jacks, one at Hooters, one at the Club Aqua there, uh, and then two out in, uh, you know, Spring Lake area. We were, all, we were looking at the signs like, man, I wish there was a way, you know, we could, people could actually, besides just looking up the name, because sometimes you can't even see the name because yeah. it's sitting up. And, you know, we're like, hey, that'd be a good idea. So we talk about like microchips, different type of things. We were just brainstorming sure, in our yeah. heads, of course, because we were at Hooters and we were drinking and we're like, this sounds like <laughs> a great idea. So, so this was back in 2015 and I went to Fast Signs. And I was trying to get a customized plate made for something. And I saw the QR code. Damn, I wish I invented the Bing. QR code. Yeah, yeah. I wish I, or I would have invested in it back then. Um, and I was like, what does that do? And she was like, well, it's kind of like the new barcode. You scan it and it'll bring up information and links and stuff. I was like, really? How do you do that? It's like, well, you can actually, you can attach anything to it. You just go to your app store, get a QR code generator and attach what you want to it. A picture. I was like, really that simple. Hmm. And she was like, yeah. So then I, I, you know, I went home, looked it up, pulled it up, did a couple of test runs, you know, had a QR code on my phone and I'd be like, tell my friends to download the app. And I'm like, I was like, hey, scan this. Let's see if it works. And they scan it and it come up. It goes, eat a dick. And I was like, oh shit, it works. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and, that, and that's how it came about. It came about. I start. I, I took down the original seven signs. We added QR codes on them. And then we just started adding QR code. And, and we have a website that uh, it's Paladin. Uh, yeah, I just pal- actually pulled it up. If, yeah. you, if you go over to rgrrick.com, uh, mm-hmm. if you can pull that. I think I, I put the link on the notes, Jeremy. Um, you can see it. And if you hit like the dedication registry, that brings you to paladin, yep. uh, intellects.com. And actually what's funny is I just saw, I just saw Bobby Henline. Uh, he's down there. He's down in your parts. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. actually going to come on the show. I, I met oh. him up in, um, 
uh, Burbiz. Have you been up to Burbiz? Good times. No, up in, uh, me and Bob, Bobby was my guest speaker for my uh, third year of my suicide awareness run. We've worked together on a couple different projects and stuff. Awesome dude. So, so yeah, Super so nice great. dude. So great. He usually comes out, uh, his organization's Forging Forward. Um, so basically they do, they do, they have dog tags. Mm-hmm. So as a part of our suicide awareness run ceremony, Bobby comes out and he does an oath keeper of the dog tags. Nice. So basically those that passed away from suicide are on these dog tags. Okay. We bring up five veterans. He hands them out and he does an oath. And then those veterans keep those, those dog tags. So Bobby's a great dude. Awesome dude. Yes. You, so. you, you want to talk about a reverent humor. His, he, he's obviously, he had a, I, I don't know his story, but he has third degree burns from oh, pretty yeah. much head to toe. Yep. And his, he's a comedian and his comedy is well done. Well yes. done comedy or something like that. I'm like, man, that well, is, well done. Yeah. That yeah. is awesome. Yes. Uh, super nice he, dude. Well, he's been on Netflix. He's uh he played a character where he's the, he's the fire expert. Oh, seriously? <laughs> yeah. That's the he's, best. Yes. Yes. He's it's the like, fire expert on it. They're like, you're the fire expert. He's like, I am. It's like, it's like crispy. What's crispy's last name? Al- Alvira crispy. The guy who hangs out with the, the um, same thing. I mean, he, he nicknames, nicknames himself crispy. I think what we're all asking and, and what people want to know here, since you were with the regiment, uh, what's Matt best like? <laughs> God damn. Don't I'm, get j- me started I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. Do you know what's weird though about Rangers and about uh, green berets and stuff? They're all dicks. Uh, <laughs> what? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's right here. No, no, no. <laughs> like what has two thumbs and operates Navy seals. You don't really hear much about, uh, uh, Green Berets. You guys are actually some of the quiet professionals. Silent the people, professionals. Yeah, yeah. Silent yes. professionals. Until we get out. Yeah, now. but even that, I don't know many. <laughs> like, we we, just, so we show now. up in camo pants and cowboy boots <laughs> and a, a shirt that says, free the oppressed. <laughs> <laughs> Molen Labe or whatever. Yeah. That's funny. We call that brovet. Yeah. Um, oh, it's okay. No. They earn the term uh, brovet. Where can people find about the uh, find out about the 2.22 mile run and the 22 push-up challenge? Same thing at that well, site? It's, it's not 22 push-up challenge, but it's actually the 2.2 mile suicide awareness run was created uh, May 1st in honor of Barry Barker. And like I said, you see the vest over there. Right. You know, six years ago, sure. all it had... Jeremy, you're not busy. Can you grab that vest and hold it? Wow. The <laughs> All it, it, only name it had was his name on there. Uh-huh. And here we are years later. We've added more names. And those names, those people on there, I've known personally. Yeah. Personal interaction with these guys and girls on there. You know, like I said. How, you know, yeah, this might be heavy for you. It is. I would stay back here. I'm on the this. juice. Come on. Whoa, it is heavy. Jeremy just blew his back oh, out. But yeah, so... So Barry Barker was the first person, like I said, he's the one that, you know, committed suicide, kind of, I said, hey, I need to fix myself. Grant Shanneman was a Ranger Regiment guy. He was known as Shanimal. He ran RIP. Um, Garrett Briggs, uh, very good friends of mine, Ranger Regiment guy. His story, you know, is just one to tell, yeah. you know, of social media, your, your fellow brothers, your fellow, believe it or not, your fellow Ranger brothers, you know, like people, he got in trouble. He got out. He went to the 82nd. He got in trouble again there. And it's one of those things where similar story, like you said, yeah. you know, and he was thrown to the side and, you know, and, and that's it. These are warning signs. Briggs, people don't understand yeah. that. Yeah. Briggs called me. He was drinking. You know, I tried to talk to him. I tried to get out the door of the restaurant so I could hear him. Uh-huh. And he hung up the phone, called his dad and then shot himself in his driveway. Yeah. You know, his daughter was three weeks old. You know, I've been... 
in his daughter's life ever since then. You know, she's going, she's three years old now. Uh, his wife, Miranda Briggs, she started her own foundation in honor of him, you know, so called Fight the War Within. So that's another thing that people want to look at. Yeah. Josh Burnett, you know, amputee seventh group guy. Um, Tim Hankins, Master Sergeant, 18 years in the Army. Daniela Vega, retired out the Army, you know, female. Hung out with us that night, you know, went home and just kill herself. Yeah. Drogos was a Lance Corporal. Uh, his wife does her Faces of the Fallen, basically, during our 2.2-mile run. We have pictures up of those that we've lost to suicide. Uh, and then uh, Captain Murga just recently passed away. We just did a dedication for him. And we actually just hosted a suicide awareness swim in honor of him. Awesome. So so these are this and this body armor is what I wear during my 2.2-mile uh, run. And, and that's how we honor them, showing that we keep our brothers and our sisters with us at all times, you know, no matter if they're gone or, you know, sure. or what, however, you know, so. But oh, yeah. as far as the run, uh, rangerrick.com, our organization is called Through Tragedy Comes Light. Okay. Basically, the tragic debt of, yeah. of Barry, you know, helped me see the light that I need to fix myself and do more. And um, that's where it's at. So May 21st will be our next run in Rayford, uh, North Carolina. I'm doing so, it. Yep. Rayford, I'm doing it. May 26th? May 21st. 21st. May 21st. Oh, enough time for you to plan to actually show up to something. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I show up once a week here to tell your stories. <laughs> the night before we do a meet and greet, we actually had uh, Gary Brugman from the from his show come up from Texas, and they set up their podcast up there. So awesome. we'd love to have you guys as our podcast guests for that, awesome. for that night before. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I got nothing planned. Yeah. And that's... we. And like I was telling you guys with the t-shirts I gave you guys, um, so the Man 22 Suicide yeah. Awareness t-shirt, this is our logo, so Man 22 Suicide Awareness, it's done by Kraken Skulls, Chad Sound Art, um, like I said, and then on the back we have our, our logo right there at the top, and then we have all these sponsors who sponsor our event, some of them are, you know, multi-year sponsors, you know, no questions asked. And what makes the shirt unique is the Velcro on the side. Yeah, that's like cool. Like I said, when you say run, run scares people. When you say run with body armor, scares them even more. Yeah. So, but they want to honor them. So we put the Velcro so you can wear the name tape of those that passed away that you know on the shirt and do the run. This year, we actually went with red to go with the Red Friday theme. You know, so we've got green, black, red. And uh, next year will be a, a light blue. So Awesome. You know, so, but yeah, that's incredible, man. It's a good story. And it, it kind of highlights the idea that, you know, we, we just, we kind of, we look at suicide as a two dimensional thing. Person was depressed. They killed themselves. And it's not, it's way more complicated. If it was two dimensional, the people that were killing themselves wouldn't be such high performers, right? They're always high performers. They're people that we, we talk about who are the life of the party, the people in the room that light up the room and stuff. And then, and then this happens and it's so complicated um, and then it's like, which, which makes it even harder to treat. Cause what do you do? I mean, obviously putting someone on psychoactive, you know, SSRIs, SNRIs, sleep medications, whatever the VA throws at you doesn't work. But things like this, I honestly believe do because it, it's, you go to that run, you meet somebody, you go to a silky psych, you listen yeah. to the podcast, you meet someone, you talk to someone, you say, Hey, maybe there's another Avenue. Maybe there's something else yeah. out there. This, this year's run, two things to take away from this year's run was one, we had 19 Gold Star, 22 a day Gold Star families come in. And so the money we raised from the t-shirts, from the sponsors, from different things, goes towards their travel, their hotel, their food. So we organized all that for them. And these 19 families came and they had the best time, you know, that they could have. 
Yeah. You know, knowing that their loved ones' memories are not forgotten. And I say, hey, I could take 19 of my friends to a bar and pay the entire bar tab, and one of these mofos will complain. <laughs> but to have 19 families come in and yeah. just have nothing but good things to say, yeah. you know, that's that's a takeaway from that. Yeah. Along with that, five people that were at the run seeked help. Mm-hmm. So we have we had sure. yeah, 20, yeah. 20 organizations come out. And nonprofit organizations, you know, some businesses come out, but they come and they set up. They set up these booths, give information and stuff like that. And that's what we try to draw the people in so they can come and get those resources and walk around. So after the run, also, we had three people seek therapy. So they went out sought therapy. One person went to a in-house treatment program down in Florida, and another one was more proactive in the community. That's what it's all and about. I don't, you know, we say that's the biggest takeaway. Yeah. When we talk about the run, we say, hey, if I can save one life, sure, then that's a great thing, you know. And being with those five people, you know, I feel like we possibly saved five lives right there. Yeah. You know, who else? Who else do we know that we didn't save that didn't come forward? But say, hey, let these events, let the things that you guys do that we do trigger someone else to say hey how can i do that here how can i you know get that type of support here um some messages that have come to me throughout the last you know week or so you know people say hey i was suicidal today till i saw your posts or i saw what you're doing and you know and i realized hey you know i could continue to move on and and those are things where i'm like humble yeah where it's not just me it's my friends you know, I screenshot it, I erase their names and I send it out to my friends that support me and help me make the run, help me make these things. And I send it to them and I say, you see what you guys do? This is what you guys do. And this is how we operate as a family. And this is a result of it. Yeah. We're saving lives. We're helping others. You know, you know, we wish we could have been there for these guys, you know, but we're trying, you know, yeah, we're trying to, you know, I can't, it sounds bad, but late than never, but you know what? Yeah. We didn't know about all the issues until it was too late. So now all we can do is address and try to help each other, let each other know we're there. And we're still going to continue to go through problems, issues, you know, life is not a fairy tale. It is not a fairy tale. We are still going through issues. You are, I am, you know, he is, you know, and it it affects us. You know, we were having a conversation last night at the bar and we're sitting around and one guy, he's going through some stuff and he's like, well, I want to come out and help you, Rick. I want to come out and help you, help you with what you're doing. I was like, well, you got to do me a favor first. Help yourself. Fix yourself. Yep. Help yourself. How can we, the programs we do, help you right now? Because in order for you to help other people, you got to help yourself. Yep. You got to build that. And I talk about you know what we do here. You build a foundation at home create a solid foundation and then we can branch out and start to help people in and around different communities. Yeah. Cause Let's take care of home. People can self-medicate with anything, mm-hmm. right? It, let's say I'm going to dedicate my time to doing a podcast so I don't have to, you know what I mean? But still, <laughs> if I'm not addressed in my shit and I'm just seeing like, I'm going to work on this, it, it catches up. It catches up. Yep. Yep. Um, CPT. Yep. Cognitive processing, processing therapy. Check oh. it out. I thought he meant color people. Yeah, I was gonna say, wait a minute. I was like, man, that's pretty like, brave. Can you I, imagine? Like, we oh, just right changed here, that like, subject right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was but, on time. But real quick, even, but Marissa Hamlin says it's the smallest gestures that have the largest impact. Just know, just knowing that someone cares. Yeah. Yep. Um, and she said Rick and Chad just held a meeting with a collective of veteran support organizations, so we can all come together and support one another's mission, which ultimately is the same mission: giving back to the veteran community. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. So what what we decided to do was uh, come up with a community calendar. 
So many of us are trying to do the same thing and we're trying to accomplish the same thing, especially when these uh, November, December comes around, Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, put that in perspective. People want to feed people. People want to give gifts. So if we're out there trying to do it individually rather than come together, mm-hmm. we can make a more better impact coming together yep. and we can deconflict these events you know where you guys are having having your walk same day as i have my run you know i'm like whoa let's deconflict that because you know they're both different therapeutic in their own ways but we get this calendar together and we can come together and close those gaps in that net which will reduce the amount of things that slip through yeah slip through that and that's what the community calendar is about you know there's why are we having three events in one day and we're trying to get people to come out of all three making people choose and if you're trying to do a fundraiser, by the time they get to you, their pockets are empty because they're yeah, given yeah. away. There's events, one of the points I made, there's events that can be done on a Sunday. Sure. You, you know, you'll yeah. have you'll have the same effect or even more because you're not competing with two other events that are trying to do the same thing or have the same mission. Only thing you're competing with on Sunday is God, yeah. Waffle House. But you know, <laughs> you know just what that's is, what we try to do. Is that is that a site people can can go to? Or? So the calendar just got made this week. So it's okay. going to be basically a, it's a Google calendar controlled by uh, Sharon Davis, which is ran by Dr. Brown. She's a representative for the veterans at Verizon. So she'll be another person that we be working closely with, but she'll be running the calendar. Calendar allows people to not, they'll give their information to Sharon. Sharon will push it up. We'll separate annual events. The biggest thing I wanted to do was annual events. You know, annual events is something that's on our calendar that we've done for years. So let's separate those. Yeah. And then fundraisers. Let's look at how we can support each other in these fundraisers. Pop-up events like charity stuff. Somebody gets into a car accident. Let's look at that and how we can deconflict that without putting that on the same date as a fundraiser or annual event yeah. and how we can support each other. And that's and that's where that. So the link for the calendar will come out this week once we finalize everything and just coming together and uh i believe the fayetteville woodpeckers which is the baseball team they had a similar idea and now they came out to my meeting and they said hey we want to team up and incorporate it and kind of build off of what we're doing so i'm like oh well that's cool we'll still keep our calendar but we'll add it to yours you know they have a lot way more money and a lot more technical people than we do so by all means you know let's do it you know let's team up together we're stronger that's the Hick strong motto is together we're stronger. And I really believe in that. You know, we can get together and accomplish the same thing, you know, and just help make things happen. Ben Franklin was a wise man. Remember, he took mm-hmm. the sticks and he broke them individually and then he put them as a, a group and he couldn't break them. Mm-hmm. I remember learning that as a kid and I was like, damn, that's a good lesson. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, Ranger Rick, RJ, you know what's funny? I was like, <laughs> So I know Rick's real name. Believe it or not, Ranger Rick isn't his real name. And I go, hey, man. No shit. I go, I go, hey, man, how do I spell your name? And he writes R-A-N-G-E-R-R-I-C-K. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll go with it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Ranger Rick, man, it was awesome having you on the show. R-G-R-R-I-C-K.com. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 go there. You'll just find everything. You're doing yep. lots of good work. I'm glad that you turn things around and, and, you know, you're just another example. And, and, and I, I tell people and I gotta, I, I always have to catch myself because, uh, one of the hardest things for me, uh, am I really going to tear up? I'm not going to do that. Kevin's going to cry. Yeah, I heard I it. He started You hear that? It's like, no, I don't do that. Uh, I don't even know if I can talk about it. Do it. No, I got a, I got a, a sensitive spot. Holy shit. <laughs> is, is that where the star, the chocolate star? I mean, um, 
No. All right. So, so one of my biggest things is, or, or one of the things that I have to work through, obviously, uh, is, you know, I go on hikes, I meet guys, uh, the, the hardest mission I ever had to do, or I, and we did so many of them, too many of them was flying. You say you go on hikes to meet guys? That's yes. what I heard. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for breaking the tension. I was holding back, I was, but I'm glad I was you waiting. Guys and gals. You meet guys and gals. And uh, anyways, I go on those those hikes and I meet guys and gals that. Uh, so the hardest mission I had to do, we called angel missions. You fly bodies out of Iraq, Afghanistan yeah. uh, at any time. Right. You go. It doesn't matter. You're tired, whatever. You're going to go and you're going to start that people start those folks on their way home. And you see them and you see the boxes and you've seen the, the metal boxes with the yep. flags on it. And they're just silent and they're sitting there. And then I go out and I talk with people on hikes and I'm like, you know, here's someone that that didn't happen to, you know what yeah. I mean? And those boxes suddenly have names and faces, even yeah. though they're not the ones, but that's the way my brain looks at it. It's like, this is someone that could have been in that box. And then, you, you know, you, you tell your story and the stories of everyone around you and you start thinking about, you know, it's like, here you are talking with us, doing all the things that you're doing. And I'm glad you're here to do that. You know, I'm glad that you, you faced your demons and you're here. And there's so many people out there that could be in your position, right? That could be, uh, going down the wrong path and are, are actually, you know, putting that, what do they say? The rubber to the road and actually getting stuff done and, and, and facing their own demons. And that's all, that's it, all I want to say. It's better right. to talk to you than talk about you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's one of the things and It's better for them to be here. I'll have, you know, Jeremy can attest to this. I've never shown emotion in the he, three I, years I, I've he, known he, him. He is not. Uh, no, yeah, no, no, I'm a robot. You, okay. About eight months ago, you had one moment of like, started to talk. I think it was the first time when we had our interview with you about you. You started to talk about it for a brief moment, but you kind of we kind of grazed right yeah, past yeah. it. But you never really showed it. But I'm a human. <laughs> Anyways, though. I but cried no. too. It's okay. But no, I appreciate it. And uh and you know, that's how I look at it. That's how I look at it. Uh, the people you meet, you know, be here. Be here. Be present. Yep. Uh and, and I get it. You know, I, I don't blame anyone for killing themselves. I don't. I, I I can't put myself in that position. I don't understand what they're going through, but it's it's a medical as far as I'm concerned, it's a medical emergency. The brain has got to the point where there's no other decision at that point. Yep. And, no, and it shuts down. And, you know, like I said, there's, I took two weeks off probably about two weeks ago. I took two weeks off basically say, Hey, Sharon, you'll handle everything. Do a post for me on Facebook. You'll handle everything. And it was kind of like Rick's going on vacation. Yeah. which I didn't go on vacation. It was a staycation. Yeah, yeah. But it it was different because she was handling all the calls and all the stuff. And, you know, after four days, I'm like, wow, nobody really likes me because nobody's calling me. But it kind of felt good. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wow, okay, cool. My mind got a little bit freer and allowed me to say, okay, cool. I know starting Monday, like, we're ramped up. We're ramped up Monday. But those two weeks separating myself from social media and just kind of, you know, the whole planning process or taking care of dates and stuff like that was actually a good relief. Sure. And I believe people need to do that to, for themselves sometimes, yeah. you know, just take I that do it break. often. Yep. <laughs> Jeremy just checks out. <laughs> just, Not of my own I'm volition. Out. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes so, it's on Sunday night at 8 30, p.m. 30 days Facebook out. bands will do that for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm on, I'm, well, not on. That last one was number, was number five, 30 That's, day bands. So far, I've spent 90 days in Facebook jail this year. <laughs> Good for it's you. It's okay. Because you know what? I always tell people, I was like, you know, I'd rather spend those 90 days in Facebook jail than real jail. My That's life is true. turning around. That's true. Damn, if I get offended again, I'm in 180 days. Shit, I better knock it off. <laughs> Well, to end this show and to break the tension of my uh, showing human emotion, I'm going to show you a video. This will make Jeremy cry. Oh, no. 
Uh, this is how we'll end it. Is it, it. crayons? No, this is a dad having a conversation with his daughter. You uh, motherfucker. No, I want you guys to strap in. Uh-oh. Here it comes. Strap on? Strap on. Oh, <laughs> Here it comes. Boy. What? You guys thought I was going to get real serious. I saw this. I loved it. It's Bubba. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much it. I'll pull it down. So call, text, write. Email, do whatever, get out, get off your ass, walk outside, knock on your neighbor's, maybe not now, it's late, but knock on your neighbor's door, he knows a veteran, which we do all the time, man, we got veterans all over the place, and say, hey, come out, hang out, do whatever, that's what we do, that's what we do, convince someone to come on a hike, convince your mom to come on a hike if she's a veteran, even if she's not, she can volunteer, um, so yeah, that's all, that's the mission. Fucking uh, Marissa. What's what? What'd she say? She she put she put in the in the chat in the arms of an oh angel. God, what's her name? <laughs> Marissa Hamlin. Marissa. No, no, no. I was oh. thinking who sang that. Oh. Remember the God? I hate those commercials. I'm like, you're not going to show me. Oh, the puppy. Oh, and they're it shaking. Seems like, and it seems crying. like that's the longest commercial oh, ever. It's like turn I'm it off. Like, it's so depressing. <laughs> oh my awesome. gosh. Thanks, oh. guys. Yeah, 21gun.net spelled out. 21gun.net. rgrrick.com. Irreverentwarriors.com. And we will see you next week. Good night. Yep. Set the place on fire.